Welcome to the Mother Forkin' Podcast. Mother Podcast. Where we feed you some real shit on parenting. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Mother Forkin' Podcast. Today we have two badass women. We have Felicia and Aileen. And so we're excited to have both of them on. And we love that they're bringing our listeners some knowledge and truth bombs um, from the seasoned motherhood perspective. So um, we always talk about our young kids. So getting advice and learning new things from moms with older kids is so awesome. So before we go any further, we would, you know, we need to know who are you ladies? Tell us your backgrounds. Tell us, you know, about you guys. Well, um, this is Aileen and, um, I am, uh, I have a, um, 24 year old son and then I also have an eight year old son, um, because I do not, uh, d- um, what's the word, uh, multitask. Um, <laughs> I don't do that. Um, and for, as far as for both of us, Felicia and I were, we were best friends. We met when we were 11 in junior high. Um, and, um, we lived in a very small town and we left as soon as possible. (laughs) (laughs) It it wasn't right for us. It was small town life is right for other people. It just wasn't right for us. Um, and then we, as she lives, um, we both live in Southern California and we've just stayed friends for a very long time. Uh, we were both stay at home moms and we, so we had very similar experiences raising our kids, but also, um, interacting with the society at large and how the society at large treats the work that women do, um, taking care of their families. Yeah. So I, um, this Felicia and I, um, have three kids. I have a 19 year old, a 17 year old and a 13 year old. So Aileen's kids bookend my kids. Uh, <laughs> we have really all of our bases covered, but like Aileen said, we've been friends for a long time and we've been talking about, you know, kind of the impact of motherhood and caregiving on women's lives and um, both in, both in fun and, um, you know, kind of a professional capacity for years. So that's our background. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, I love the fact that you guys have been friends for so many years. That's I feel like that's almost unheard of. I don't know. I just I guess right? I have that's, a few, but uh, that's really that's, cool. I love that. And you guys are still in the same vicinity and whatnot. And then not only that, but I mean, you guys have started this company called Persistony and definitely correct me if I'm wrong in pronouncing that. That's name, right. But uh, okay, great. Yes, I got it right. Instead of saying Aileen, Eileen, right? Uh, <laughs> Good job, Megan. Thank you. Thank you. Pat, I'm patting myself in the back. Good. Um, but anyway, so I, I want to know a little bit more about this Persistony community, this blog, website, whatever it is uh, you are calling it. Please tell us all about it. I want to yeah, know. Well, thank you so much for asking. We're excited to talk about it. Um, so as we mentioned, Aileen and I have been friends for a long time. And, you know, as our, we started to get older and our kids started to get older and we started to think about, you know, what comes next for us? We we're both longtime stay at home moms with kind of, you know, iterations of in and out of uh, the workforce. Um, we started to think about, you know, how we were going to reenter, what would, what it was going to look like for us, what kind of work we would do. 
And, uh, you know, we really realized that so much of the important work that we've done, the important things that we've learned didn't seem relevant. You know, we have these giant resume gaps and, um, but the, the, the work of motherhood is so, so meaningful. I mean, talk about being tenacious and scrappy and learning how to do something when you have no idea what to do. There is no job like motherhood for that. And so we thought, well, why isn't this work relevant? Why doesn't this work matter in terms of how I can contribute professionally? Um, so, you know, we started thinking about what it would look like if we had tracked all of our work over time. What, what would that mean for us in terms of, you know, our future prospects, in terms of our resumes? And then, of course, you know, I have a background in sociology. Um, so I thought, well, what would it look like if lots of women did this? How would that impact the way that society views mothering and, and caregiving work? And so, you know, we started to think about, like, how can we how can we continue this conversation? There's lots of women out there who are doing impressive work who are writing about this and talking about this. But the reality is, is that like things really haven't changed that much for women, right? We have the opportunity to participate more in the workforce, but none of the other work has really been taken off of our plates. So, you know, how can we engage women in this conversation? How can we learn about their experiences in relation to our own? How can we support them? And so we decided we started with a blog, which we've been running for a couple of years. And um, Aileen does most of the amazing writing on that. And then we built our app Tend, um, which is, uh, you know, kind of a, a place for women to quantify and value the work that they do every day as caregivers. Um, so we're, we're really excited about this conversation and, and we just, we just love talking to women about their experiences. And where, where did the name, um, persistent, persistently and tend come from? I, I guess I can kind of assume where tend came from, but yeah. where did persistent? Yeah, yeah. So we, um, you know, we actually, when we, decided to do this, we hold ourselves up in a hotel room um, in Santa Monica because, you know, we had kids too and um, having uninterrupted time was uh, difficult. So um, we, we hold ourselves up and we just started brainstorming and, and thinking about like what, uh, you know, what would resonate with us? What was, what reflected what we were trying to do. And at the time, um, it was just shortly after um, uh, Mitch McConnell had handed uh, a Senator Warren um, the the lovely uh, "Nevertheless, she persisted" talking point um, when she was reading the letter from Coretta Scott King in the Senate, um, and so we thought about you know how hard moms have to persist in face of whatever happens. I mean, the current circumstances are a perfect example of that. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, we, we looked for ways to reflect that kind of authentic and also what domains were available. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's, it said, it said to be like the more unique names people tend to remember. So that's amazing that you guys uh, decided on that name. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay, so ladies, let's talk about um, the motherhood workload, like you guys were saying. Uh, can you guys maybe walk us through your personal experiences of those early years? Uh, was, was, it, was it what you thought it was going to be? Uh, was deciding to stay at home or not an easy decision? 
So can you tell us a little bit more about sure, that? Sure, this is um, Aileen. Um, I had my first son um, when I was 22 um, and unmarried. Um, and I lived in a basement. So there was not a lot of my joke was that I dropped out of community college. Um, <laughs> so we're not, we're not really looking at somebody who was like uh, the, the sort of um, mom that you see in advertising or that you generally see on TV where it's this, you know, woman in her late twenties, early thirties, you know, had leaving some sort of career and, and moving into motherhood. For me, it was just sort of, you know, at 22, you're just sort of careening from one bad choice to the next. Um, at least I was. So um, <laughs> when I decided to, to, to have my older son, his name is Adam. Um, it was, it was hard in the fact that everything is hard when you're 22 because you have no idea who you are, but it was I think for me, sometimes it was easier because there was no adult life interrupted. It mm -hmm. wasn't as if I was a person who had a career and who had had this outside life and this outside sense of self. And then all of a sudden I was moving into um, the motherhood space where they're just like, oh, you've disappeared. Um, so for that, that was um, that was kind of when I started out with him. And for for him, I was because I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know what was going on. Um, it was very, um, it was very frightening because I felt like I was so far behind, you know, I, everything I did, I was like, is this right? Is this right? I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm already such an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> we can totally yeah, relate. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, and, and again, I saw, I saw all the other moms and all the other moms were, were older than me. And of course at 22, I looked like I was 16, mm -hmm. um, so I just, I had no idea what, I just really didn't know what I was doing. And, and um, so that was very, um, that was difficult. But again, part of it was, was kind of like, I didn't have expectations because I was just trying to survive. And yeah. then with the, to be a stay at home mom, that was, um, I didn't, I didn't do that until my son was about two. I got married and then, um, it wasn't what I expected because I didn't know that I didn't know that I would be so discounted on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know that happened. I didn't know that when you went to like bar parties or gatherings and, you know, people go, what do you do? And I would say, Oh, I'm, I, I stay at home with my son and like their eyes would glaze over mm -hmm. Or they would do the little, like little like pat answer. Oh, that's so good. Or oh, lucky you. And then they would wander off. Um, like end of conversation, right? Right, because you're because oh. you're boring because you know you don't have anything to say, you know. Because I mean, what could it possibly be? You're just this mom. You're just you. You, you there. You couldn't possibly have anything to add to the wider yeah. world. And that was kind of like what? So that was you know, and that was in like 1997, 98, and you know, and then I didn't have another child until um, 2011. And lo and behold, nothing had changed. <laughs> nothing. The same thing. What do you do? I'm a stay-at-home mom. Oh, well, good for you. And then off they would go. And I was like, you're kidding me. I almost swore. I'm like, can you swear on this podcast? I don't want to. Oh, okay. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so that was amazing. It was amazing to me to have kids who were 16 years apart and 
um, I would, I went to mom's group with my second son and I sat down and I was listening to all the moms and I thought it's been 16 years and none of this shit has changed. None of it. I was shocked. I thought these, these are millennial women. They, they, they know what they're doing. They know what they want. You know, I'm Gen X. So I was like, well, we're a bunch of idiots. We, we, you know, (laughs) but it was the same thing. And I was amazed. I was amazed to do this journey so far apart and just to go, my God, the attitudes haven't changed about the value of the work that moms do. So. Absolutely. And actually, so Celeste, um, I mean, here we are in 2020, you're a stay at home mom, right? With two. So do you still get that as well? I do. I feel like um, people, they underestimate the work. Yep. Like I, I even get it from my siblings. Yep. Like, oh, you're just at home with yeah. the kids. Like you have nothing better to do. Yeah. But I think in like for a, like an actual mom to be in your shoes, they totally get it. And a lot of moms actually say, I can't do that shit. Like I have to go to work. Yeah. Like it is yeah. hard. So it's kind of crazy how that works. Yeah. That's me. I, I would not be able to do it. That is probably the toughest job in the world and I would go absolutely insane I I, I commend <laughs> now that I have kids I commend all of those stay-at-home parents not just moms yeah. stay-at-home dads whatever single parents I you go man you do it I because I nope yeah. Yeah. yeah sometimes staying home can just it's just it's 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 possible to be super busy and dead bored at the same time yeah, no and kidding. that is really what being a stay-at-home parent can teach you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd be amazed. <laughs> so I w- I want to go back to Persistence um, and your community that you've built. So you you created this. You hunkered down in your Santa Monica um, <laughs> hotel room and created this. So mm-hmm. now here we are. How how old is it now? We're moving on uh, about two and a half years of uh, solid blogging, and Tend has been live in the App Store um, since July of 2019. So um, yeah, we've been working okay. on it for a couple of years. That's fantastic. Yeah. Nice. All right. So two. So here we are. Fast forward about two and a half, three ish years later, and. How did you get the word out there about this? I know the whole blogging world and like search engine optimization and whatnot. So I'm assuming that's how, but, and like your social media probably presence helped you. And then once you, you built that, what kind of feedback were you getting from your squad? So we started um, by really talking to moms before even going live, both with the website and with the app. So we really started on the ground um, having conversations with women about what this work meant to them, how they felt about it, what they felt like was missing in their lives, um, how they, how they talked about it. So we started, you know, with our own network of, of women, you know, Eileen and I were both um, very active in, um, you know, kind of our local communities and our mom's groups. Um, and then we tried to find other, you know, other places where moms were. Um, we went to, we went to conferences, we went to gatherings, and we just talked to as many women as we could um, about what this work meant to them. 
and then, um, you know, from there we, we started building and iterating and it's, it's a, you know, just like motherhood. It's like, you know, business is really not that different. You, no. you make a decision to, to do something and you're like, all right, well, I don't know what I'm doing. So, um, let's, let's start by the basics and you learn and you grow and you try things and some things work and some things don't. And, um, and so, you know, we're still on that journey. We're still, um, you know, learning, um, what, what works and, and, and where our, our, um, you know, community lives online and in, in other places. And, and so but that's, that's, but that's really the best, most fun part of it is, you know, like the opportunity to meet like you guys that we would never have had the opportunity to talk to you and have an engaging, meaningful conversation about motherhood, uh, before doing this. So that's, that's really like the most impactful part is to talk about, talk to women about this part of their life that like encompasses so much, right? Like motherhood is so, is so loaded, um, in terms of like our cultural expectations, but also in terms of like our everyday lives, it just dominates everything that we do. And so having an opportunity to talk to women about that is, is great. So yes, we also like, we built a website and you know, in terms of SEO, like it took our first conference before we were like, Oh, that's an important thing that we should probably be doing. <laughs> You know, it's just, it's a, it's a growth journey, um, very similar to motherhood. That's the nice, that's yeah. the nice thing about being, having a history of being a, a, a mother is you aren't thrown by making a big mistake. You're just like, oh, whoops. Well, okay, then let's, you know, I'll fix that and let's keep going. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. You know, it helps because you're like, oh, well, nobody died. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, So ladies, tell us more about um, your app. So I think it's definitely up my alley. Obviously, I'm a stay at home mom and you guys are creating ways for us, um, you know, caregivers to feel valued. And so and I also love that you guys added in a journaling aspect because I'm one of those who doesn't journal, but you guys give the option for that to, you know, remember these days because they do fly by. So tell us more about the app. Yeah. So, um, you know, again, we, we really wanted to, we live in a kind of a data driven world. Um, so much of the, you know, if you, if you want to improve your fitness, you track your steps. If you want to, you know, uh, get pregnant, you track your fertility, you know, you, like things get tracked in our world. Um, but this really important part of our lives, um, isn't being tracked, isn't being measured. And, um, you know, it's, you can't really improve on something that you don't value and you can't value something that you don't measure. So we wanted to build a space that was, um, was easy to use and um, uplifting and, um, and simple. Um, so we built Tend, Task Manager and Journal. Um, it lives on the App Store and Google Play. And um, it's, it's a very simple to use uh, task manager. And as you mentioned, journal. So it's, um, we, we're really proud of the interface. I think that um, it's, it's beautiful. Um, and uh, I, like, I like tracking things. I like um, you know, marking things off of a to-do list. Um, and so this gives you a nice, a nice way to do that. And, and also quantify your work, show how many hours you spent on a certain task, um, what, uh, what the market value of that work would be if you were to outsource it, 
Um, and then the journaling aspect we think is really important. I am also somebody who aspires to journal, but does not actually do it. <laughs> so this is a really simple, um, you know, you can write one or two words, you can write a paragraph, you can add a photo, you can, you know, acknowledge where your mental state as is all within just a few moments. Um, and it's not, to me, it's not overwhelming and cumbersome. Um, but it does give you some history of, of what things look like. You know, I, I think we're so consumed by what's going on with our kids. Sometimes we don't take the time to check in on our own mental health. You're no. so right. And yes. It, uh, I was just going to say real quickly, since uh, we've been introduced to you ladies, I've downloaded the app and I'm proud of myself because every day I've written something. And especially during this time of the pandemic, yeah. like I want my kids in the future to be like, this was a crazy ass time. <laughs> yeah. The world was chaotic. And so every, every day I'll write like a sentence or two where I can remember that day very clearly, you know, so yeah. thank you for that. I, was, I have this thing that I keep telling my friends. I'm like, this is the great thing. In like 20 years, all of these young children, you know, they're going to be 28, 30, 24, and they're going to be sitting around with their friends and the conversation will inevitably turn to this time, to this, this pandemic. And someone will always ask the question, when exactly did your mom go crazy? <laughs> <laughs> and awesome. they'll, and then so, they'll, they'll all have their stories you know <laughs> my mom shaved off her yeah head. exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, like my mom cut bangs or you know dyed only one eyebrow or just something you know she lined oh, up no. all the house plants and gave them names or just, you know <laughs> so true so I, I'm just I'm pretty sorry Pretty much what you're telling me is that I need to just open up my Tend app now, go back to yesterday's yeah. entry and say <laughs> that I was at a full-blown nine on a scale of 10 of going yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And one of the things we did with the app or with the tent, the, the journal, um, and it was very thoughtfully done. We made that box very, very small, no intimidation. Yeah. You know, yes. you get a journal page and you're like, Ugh, I can't fill that, but yeah. Yes. That is exactly what happens to me. Why I stop, yeah. and I'm the person type of person that if I miss a night, I feel like, oh, it's already yeah, in. it's over. I'm all in or nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, I, I can't tell you how many journals I have that are like one sixteenth full. Yes, I'm not the only yeah, one. No, there's not. a very there's a very clear reason why that journal that that's for um the failed journals users in all of us. That's who that's for. I love it. It's very welcoming for everyone. Yep. yep. All all abilities. So if I if I was a stay at home mom and decided I wanted to transition into becoming a full time working mom, uh, could I actually take all the information that I've collected while using the Tend app and say, you know, this is what I've been doing in the past however many years that I've been a stay at home mom and just kind of put that on my resume? That's the dream. That's absolutely that's yeah. the dream is that we can figure out how to work with, um, uh, you know, Monster or any of these sorts of these LinkedIn, any of these sorts of groups where we can say, look, this, this is quantified. This person has been keeping track for two years, six years. Um, and these are all the skills that, that they have, you know, they've, and, and we would love that. That's really yeah. the goal is to, is to, is to make a, a standardized, sense of these are that this is the work that that the person's been doing yes that yeah. is the dream we love yeah. that yeah because um, celeste here um i always catch myself thinking like 
um, you know, when the boys start school, yeah. like what is my next step? Um, you know, so I'm excited that you guys allow this for that transition. Yep. If I do decide. Mm-hmm. Well, that was one of the things that's one of the things that led to this conversation is Felicia and I are in our late forties, but when we started talking about it, we were in our mid forties and we were saying, it'd be great to re-enter the workforce, but we don't, we don't have any work experience and it's very, it's disheartening and it's painful to, to face a society that says your work has no value. Yeah. yeah. We have, you know, it's like, and you have no, you have no job titles, you have no 401k, you have no, you've nothing, you've nothing that, that, you know, that you can do, oh, here's, this is the ladder I climbed, unless it was like the literal ladder to get a hula hoop off a roof. <laughs> there's no, you know, there's no way. <laughs> to to do that and I think that was that was one of the real driving factors about this about it's like we don't want this to happen to other people we don't want this is good honest important work and basically what society says is we really thank you so much for raising these high quality children and now your retirement plan is that hopefully one of your kids will let you live in the back room (laughs) (laughs) And and so that, I mean, there's, so there's a lot of like, we love women, but I, you know, to be honest, there's a lot of anger. (laughs) This was a life well lived and there's no, there's no, there's no society's not saying, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And not to be a total downer, but motherhood is the number one cause of poverty in our country because women do this work for free. And it's, exactly. it's not okay. Right. We, we need to like, this is, this is work that is literally life or death. We are keeping people alive every mm-hmm. day and we are turning them into the citizens that build our, our world and our economy and, um, and we're being penalized for it. So we just wanted to do our part to improve the process for women to, right. um, to make sure that there is a different way of looking at this, that the, that, that we do have an opportunity to, to quantify and value and track this work and translate it into, um, you know, a, a paying work outside of the home. And we also think it's really important for working moms, because what happens is all of the research says that if you are a a working mom, you make less money, Mm -hmm. you're promoted less, you fall behind, you you don't have the same career track as a working father. Yeah. And so there's, again, there's that penalty and it's all that hidden work. It's all that work that, that, that is being done that, that no one is paying attention to. So, you know, this penalizes stay-at-home moms, but it also penalizes working moms. For sure. Um, What is, I mean, there's some sort of, you know, there's a pay bump for men when they have a baby and there's a pay drop when women have babies. Yeah. Have you ladies seen the show uh, Working Moms? Yes. It's totally like bringing me to those episodes where (laughs) that's exactly what happens in the show. Yeah. Yeah, there's so, so it's Crazy. it's really it's that time where it's like you know the mommy wars about who stays home and who works and we're just like this is horseshit. We're all it's, the same. We're all the same. We're all the, and now we're really all the same because we're all stuck in our houses and everybody's a stay at home mom now. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So uh, it's it's funny that you you bring that part up though about the working mom. So I work 100 from home. Like even before right. this yeah. whole coronavirus thing yeah. happened, and uh, I 
had a current or a former boss who actually was a, or is a single mom. Um, and I actually connected with her a lot because of that. And then now our, our new boss, I just found out on Friday, she is a female and she has two children as well. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. You know, that, that was my first thought because I'm like, now she's going to, we can relate and she can understand like, if I need to take time off because kids not feeling yep. well, needs to go to the doctor, whatever yep. the case is. And that, and that, and that is actually the first thing that I told my husband. And I was like, I'm really happy about yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> Blessings. Yeah. It is, it's really important because we, uh, we have this thing where we talk about, you have your fish friends and then you have your land friends. And it's like, like as a, as a mom, you're, you're, you're a fish and you're in water, but you don't have to explain to other fish, like how you breathe. Because the yes. fish, you look at the fish and we're all like, hey, how are you? You're doing good. But then you have a land friend and they're like, how are you? How are you breathing in that water? And then you're like, well, I have gills and the water goes across. And then blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, and so you, you have to have like this conversation where you just and they go, oh, OK, well, I guess that works. But so you have your fish friends and then you have your land friends. And my gosh, when you're when you have a fish friend, you have a fish as a boss. <laughs> it's like you don't have to go in and go well uh small humans get sick and, right and that's so true. yeah and unlike adults you can't leave them at home with the remote and a bottle of whiskey like you can't <laughs> <laughs> you know because that's what i used to do with my ex-husband he's like i'm sick i'm like well here's the remote and here's some whiskey and i'll see you in two weeks um yeah <laughs> 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 two weeks. good luck um <laughs> But, but so yeah, that I'm so glad to hear that because again, you just don't have to explain it. You don't. Yeah. It's true. Uh, I, I will speak on behalf of me and Celeste. I am so just proud, even though I don't know you guys at all, but I'm proud. And uh, I just love what you guys are doing for us women. And especially the stay at home moms feeling like, oh, gosh, what's next for when they do get older? Like, am I just going to be at home? Not you know, right. like what, what is next? So this is amazing. I hope that this really catches on with people. Um, I feel like as you know, the years pass and everything, especially given the crazy surreal time that we're mm-hmm. in now, I feel like this is going to be the wave of the future, so to speak, right. that we will eventually have to, or be part of something yeah. like this, like what you guys are doing with 10. Right. Um, and kind of helping women make that transition from stay-at-home mom to the workforce. I, I love that. I think it's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, we wanted to end on some kind of lighthearted questions. So the first one, Celeste. Yes, ladies have. Um, so you guys have both experiences uh, experienced the childhood phases and like different mm-hmm. stages so what's been your most favorite and least because we're excited to know what the future <laughs> holds, for us, holds for us um this is felicia so i'll jump in um so you know i think my my most favorite time is probably like early school age you know like eight nine ten I think those ages, like your kids are still super sweet. They think you don't think you're dumb yet. (laughs) They 
they, um, you know, they're really learning about the world and they're so excited to share it with you. And, you know, the school days are a little bit longer, so they have a little bit more independence and you have a little bit more like time away from them. Um, Sounds perfect. I think that's great. My kids are teenagers right now and I actually really, really love teens as well, but the problems get bigger as the kids get bigger for sure. Um, And then least favorite, I think, I mean, I think like probably three to five at potty training, anything related to potty training (laughs) is my least favorite part of parenting. So I'll just leave it there. No, no explanation. (laughs) We're in the middle of that. I know. I'm sorry. It It does end though. And that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. I do have a question on that. Um, Do y'all have all boys or girls or is it harder to train boys? Because we have, yeah, I hear that. It's, it's so hard. (laughs) I have one boy and two girls and I'll let Aileen answer for herself. I have um, two (laughs) boys and I am the world's worst potty trainer. (laughs) (laughs) So so, like get out your little thing where they're like, you know, don't, don't rush. Don't be impatient. Don't yell. Like I did all, I did all those things. Like anything that like told you not to do, I took it as like, that's what you do. Like be inconsistent, be angry, be impatient. Yeah. Yeah. Some of my hardest days come from that. Yeah. Yeah. A big episode. I smell shit. Uh, It's in the carpet. My son just shit on the carpet. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's no matter what I just I got to a point with my older one, I got to a point where I just like put a pull up on him and I was like, all right, well, you know what, they make big, big diapers. Let's just (laughs) (laughs) you figure it out. You figure it out. I don't know. I'm out. I'm done. Um, And I was fine with it. And people like family members would be like, oh, he's not potty trained yet. And I was basically like, you know what? Fuck off. Don't. (laughs) Yes. Right. Are you going to come and do it? (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, I did this and I did that. And I was like, I don't care what you did. Um, uh, it's either I put the diaper back on him or I move out. Right. <laughs> that's it. That's, that. that's exactly where I am with my three and a half yeah. year old. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Here are some yep. pull ups. I mean, he, he puts them on himself. Sure. Some days he'll put on his big boy underwear. Yeah. And then I'm just like, remember you have these on, so you can't yeah. piss or shit in it. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and then like yeah. an hour later, he'll be soaked. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Yeah. I just I don't even care. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. That's exactly like what I feel. Yeah. No. And funny. then with my second one, I was just like, here are your diapers. Good luck. <laughs> no interest in it whatsoever and I and I was in a mom's group the second time and my mom's group is one of the greatest group of women like just we really lucked out um but they were like oh I'm doing this and I'm doing that and, and I had an older child and so they're like what are you doing and I was like I'm not having this conversation <laughs> skip well I was just like you don't want any advice from me <laughs> Because I I'm oh, done I'm out and they're funny. like really you're not doing well we tried this and I was like no I'm not going to spend an entire weekend looking at my kid's butt no <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean I feel like I'm in the boat where I've done it all and I'm just like at this yeah. point you shit in your pants oh well maybe one day tomorrow you'll get yeah. It. yeah 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 I just I left the pull ups on and I was like it'll happen it'll be fine 
That's too yeah. funny. And it does. I mean, people say like they're not going to be in college still in diapers. In, in diapers. <laughs> yeah. So. That is 100% true. 100% yeah. true. So don't, I mean, I won't say don't worry about it because that's, um, that's, uh, that's stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're moms. We're going to worry about everything, but it's all right. Uh, well, I, I need to know what is the funniest thing that comes to mind that your kid kids have done or yeah share that with us. That's a good one. My my older I have two. Obviously, my kids are very far apart. And um, one morning, I got up. I for a while I worked at a local museum, and I got up to go to work. And uh, my older son was eighteen, and my younger son was eighteen months. And I walk in the living room and they're standing there looking at each other and they're arguing. They're having, <laughs> they're having an argument. My older son is six foot one. And he, at the age of 17, he looked like he was 30. So oh I, I, I go, what, what, what is happening now? The 18 month old has very little language. He, he talked late. So he's just sort of making noises and, and jabbing his finger and, and wearing a diaper and nothing else. And I walk out and I go, what is happening? And my older son pointed at the younger son and, and goes, he started it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, I said, okay, okay. I got to, I got to, cause I had to drop the older one off at school and I had to drop the other one off at preschool and then I'd go to work. I said, okay, you know what? I don't have time for this. Um, I said, work, <laughs> you work it out. Just work it out between the two of you. I don't know what else to say. So I go in the bathroom, I come back out. The old, my older son is holding my younger son upside down by his ankles. <laughs> oh, and no. my younger son, his face is red. He's not making a sound, but he has sort of folded himself upward. He's so angry that he's like folded himself upward. And I look at my older son and I go, is this your solution? And he goes, yeah. And I go, don't drop him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went and got my keys. I was just, I'm out. I don't, I don't. And to this day, oh, so whenever awesome. they see each other, um, the older one will try to hold the younger one upside down just to see if he can still do it. <sighs> that's so awesome. now it's their, it's their little thing that they do. It's very <laughs> funny. Yeah. That's so, so good. That was... That's too yep. cute. Um, okay. And I have one more question, ladies, a little fun one. So what does your ideal vacation look like? Obviously no kids, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> but what does that look like? Well, these days it looks like anything that isn't my house, you know, um, that's oh, for right? sure. I have been, I have had like serious wanderlust the last few days where I was like, where am I going to go? first you know? <laughs> like maybe I'll just wander the aisles of Trader Joe's with no anxiety <laughs> you know? yes. maybe um you know like all the all the heartbreaking stories out of out of Europe is like oh you know it'd be so so lovely to just go on a trip to Italy or to or to you know Spain or France or wherever these, you know, beautiful places exist and, and just um, appreciate it so much more than I would have before. I love, I love traveling and um, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. I don't know when things are going to go back to normal, but I'll take anywhere. I'll go to a tropical location, put me in a lodge somewhere with a drink by fire, like literally anywhere I'll go. I love to travel. 
that's awesome. I've always wanted, and that's the Lisa, yeah, that's, right? that's Lisa. Yeah, this is I. I've always wanted to go, and I. My older son always makes fun of me. He's he's always like a, uh, what does he say? Dream big, sister. Um, but he, um, I know he's so mean to me. It's so funny. Um, he's the one where I said, I was, he goes, what are you doing? And I go, I'm cleaning out my closet. I'm trying to decide if I want this, um, denim skirt. And he goes, what are you going to be in a Wilson Phillips video? Get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, now I can never wear a denim skirt ever again. Thanks a lot. I know he's such a, just a shit. I love him. I love him to death. He's my, he's my darling child, but man. Um, So no, this, my dream vacation for a very long time has been, there are three museums that I really want to see. And they're all um, in the, I would say, I guess the Midwest. Um, There's one in Cleveland, there's one in Detroit, and then there's one in Chicago. And so that's always been my dream trip is to, to take a very long time and to, to go to those three cities and see those three, three museums, which is why my, um, oh, I know the phrase he uses. He says, aim high sister. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So a museum tour. A museum tour. What is it about the museums? Yeah. What is it about the museum? The museum in uh, Cleveland is, um, it's a, it's a fine art museum and it's, um, I don't, do you guys know who since sister Wendy is or was she passed away? She, she did. She's great. She did. She would talk about art. She was a a British nun. um, And she would talk about art and she uh, would travel around to different museums and the Cleveland, I think it's called the Cleveland fine art museum. She went to that one and it's a beautiful museum. Um, and it has the, the thinker, Rodan's thinker, you know, where he sits there and, you know, he kind of, he yes. kind of looks like he's pooping. Um, <laughs> <laughs> someone, I think in the seventies put a very small bomb under it and exploded the bottom of it. Oh, so no. it's kind of, a, it's very, obviously very sad, but it is a, it's a really interesting, you know, it looks really interesting. And they left it out front of the museum. And I was like, I want to go to a museum where they're like, we have this piece of art and somebody blew it up and we left it. (laughs) (laughs) And then Detroit, the Detroit museum is one of actually the greatest museums in the United States. Um, And it's in a city that's falling apart. And so I always worry uh, the city owns the art. So, I mean, eventually they might have to sell it. Um, so I would love to see that museum um, in place in, in total in, in the way it is now before if the city does indeed, especially with this pandemic and all losing, they, it could get to a point where they're just going to break up the collection, um, wow. which would be sad because it's a it's again, it's a world class collection and it's supposed to be beautiful. And then Chicago um, has uh, I can't remember the name of it because it's early and I have this whole thing has scrambled my brain. <laughs> uh, but they have a beautiful museum in Chicago. So um, it's just the Chicago Fine Arts, I think, or something. And um, I've always wanted to go to that one. So and then these are all cities that I find very interesting um, yeah. that I would love. Well, to we to. hope we hope that you guys both get your dream vacation wishes out of the way someday <laughs> when this world is yeah. back together again, whenever <laughs> that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, crazy but I wanted to actually end it on I know we said that that was going to be the last question but I have one question I am an avid reader I love to read books uh my biggest thing though I love are like the thriller mystery suspense that's my genre however I do love a good fiction and self-help and whatnot so both of you uh what are you guys currently reading 
Well, it, I'll, I'll let Eileen answer because she's definitely the 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 reader and and mm-hmm. has much more repertoire. I'll give you I'll give you some interesting motherhood books after she gives you the fun books. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have some, um, we, on our, on our, um, webpage on persistenty.com, we have, um, we have a thing called reading challenge and it's full of all of the books that I've been reading over the past two years. So if you want to check that out, um, and if you're interested in any of those books, I have most of them and I will send them to you because I need to get them out of my house. Um, <laughs> but the thing I, the thing I'm reading, you said you like thrillers and you like kind of mysteries. Yeah, like all that genre. There's this great series. Have you read the Veronica Speedwell series? I have not. Okay, I really like them. It's written by um, Deanna. um, You know what? I'm sitting in front of a computer. Why am I trying to use my brain? (laughs) Um, So it's it's set in um, it's set in uh, Victorian um, uh, times in England, and it's about this woman, and she is a natural scientist and she her life kind of just starts with this this mystery of this this person who's trying to help her and and the person dies and she it's just such a it's it's really good i'm not doing it um justice but i'm going to tell you the name it's a mystery series i found it on your website yes. i'm looking at the <laughs> yes perfect this is great. so that so that's all in there so the veronica speedwell I highly recommend that that woman also writes another series um deanna rayborn and she writes the lady gray mystery series um which are a little bit darker um there's a fantasy that's mystery so cool. series that i love called um the invisible library which i think is one of the most clever ideas i've ever heard of where um, there's this mystery library that sits in the middle of the universe and it connects to all different worlds using books. And that's a great one. So that's, um, I don't know if that's on the webpage, but that's called the invisible library. And there's a bunch of books in that one. Um, And I'm actually a romance reader, a a little bit of the older ones. I don't know as much of the newer ones, but um, uh, Loretta Chase is, you can't go wrong with her, anything she writes. Um, but yeah, I will definitely check these out. Yeah. Thank and you. again, there's that whole, that. that whole thing on the blog is yeah, all of the books. Yeah. So neat that you guys do that. So thank you. We will both check that and out. And there's also, um, very easy recipes. Cause I'm the one who had to learn the recipes and I'm a crap cook. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> there, there's a lot of drink recipes on there. If you need them. <laughs> oh, wow. Definitely right now too. Yeah. So right? those those are the two standards are the reading challenge and the recipe challenge. And there's stuff like watch what what to watch on TV too. So yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry. Well, Felicia, what were Yeah, I was just gonna give you like these are all on the reading um challenge too. Um, but the number one book I recommend if you want to learn more about the state of uh motherhood and unpaid labor um in our current mm-hmm. culture is Forget Having It All by Amy Westervelt. Yeah, is a really, really great book that will kind of teach you a lot of a lot of things about like, you know, cultural norms and and whatnot. So I highly recommend that. But check it out on the on the reading challenge and see if there's, um, you know, any of those other books that are interesting to you as well. There's actually there's one more book that I just got in. It's actually a nonfiction, but it is sort of a thriller and a mystery. And it's called Yellow Bird. Okay, haven't heard of that it's one. A, um, it's a new book, so I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, where do you guys live? I'm sorry, I didn't ask. 
in Houston. Yeah, Houston. Houston. So you might, you, I'm sure you have a really good um, public library system, and they might have um, where you can get books, um, eBooks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So this one might mm-hmm. be on there. It's a new release, and it's called Yellow Bird, <clears throat> and it's called the Yellow the little Bird. byline is Oil Murder and a Woman's Search for Justice in Indian Country, and Ooh. it is so incredibly good. The and it's a true story. The woman's name is um what's her name? Her name her last Lisa Yellowbird um is the name of the woman who's the who's the the story is about. It's really good. I can't recommend it enough. But again, it's it's a new release, so I don't know if you want to kind of. I never want to pay for a new release because I'm cheap. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But again, well, I will definitely check that yeah. out for sure. I appreciate all these uh, resources that you guys have provided us on the Mother Forking Podcast. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, we are running out of time on this recording app. It's only an hour each time, okay. so we're at 58 minutes already. Um, I feel like I could talk to you guys yeah. all day long. You guys rock. And hopefully our paths will cross again uh, sometime soon. Yeah. I know I'm definitely going to be using the Tend app a lot more. Yeah. And uh, we can't wait to get this podcast or this episode out to our listeners. I think this is so valuable. Right. Oh, and it's, so and thank the, you guys. And the app is free. We always forget to say yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the app is free. So. Uh, Wednesday we'll make this episode live so thank you so much ladies Uh, we appreciate everything that you do for us women and valuing everything that we do so real quick how can we connect with you guys persistony.com we're across social media at persistony p-e-r-s-i-s-t-i-n-y right and you can and if you want to email us directly you can always email us at info at persistony.com and we will answer your email yep Thank you.